Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod. How are you, Georgia and Marley? I feel like we're on the letter B this week, so it has to we be are. a B word. Oh, I Georgia. heard this last week. Yeah, yes, God, we're yes. such teachers. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you feeling? Starting with a B. Bloody brilliant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bloody brilliant after no more spew in this house. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're just like a few weeks behind your household, Marley. Yeah. Oh. Except I'll for, let you know what we get next. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Winter oh bugs. Except for, oh. um, I think I said to you guys how we were planning on having our engagement party a couple of months ago, and we were like, no, we won't, like in case COVID spreads. Yeah, we we just had a super spreader of um, spewbug instead at our engagement party. Oh so like gosh. nearly half the guests ended up with it. So that's fun. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that is oh so gosh. bad. I know that is so I felt rough. So bad. Oh man, oh. I felt too. <laughs> that was the gift you gave to everyone for coming to your party. Yeah, it really was. What's your B word, Marley? Um, my B word is I'm feeling blissful because oh that's a great one well i'm it's not like i just have my phone in my hand googling words that start with b that mean good so we won't pretend i just did that but i'm feeling blissful (laughs) because i um i now have a shower after like five (gasps) weeks yes and Oh my god, it is amazing. It is so good. It's like, yeah, it's so great to be able to just like shower at your own house. Uh, yeah, oh and gosh, just whenever yeah. you want to. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. And that's, it looks me. great, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, a lot better than it was. What about you, Catherine? I was just looking up lists of emotions beginning with B, and it starts with bad tempered, battle weary, beaten down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling beaten down. I am feeling beaten down by toilet training, that's for sure. And battle oh, weary, no. battling the wee, honestly. Um, but other than that, um, I need a good one. I got my hair cut this week, which is always so nice. It's so probably blissful too, because nice. it was such a ah, yeah, beautiful. Blissful, um, beautiful, that's oh, a good one, yeah. Thanks, banging. <laughs> yeah, banging. <laughs> um, it was that, you know, that scenario where you just say, oh, just cut off, like, the split ends, you know, just so it looks healthy again. And then mm. it's about three inches shorter. <laughs> I think, oh, God, my hair was in such bad condition. But it was so nice. I even snuck into one of those, like, mall massage places for just, like, a 30-minute massage on the way home. Because I thought, if I'm out oh anywhere, I might, might as well make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you know what I was just watching? And I think it's worth a shout out. To I say a shout out as if she listens. Mm-hmm. Kate Middleton with her children during the Jubilee. Like, what a super mum. Oh. Did you watch oh, it? I haven't seen it. I haven't watched the Jubilee. No. Oh. I'm representing. No. so British. Here. So British. <laughs> yeah. But it's so great because Prince Louis, who's four, was playing up quite a bit at the celebrations. And you could see her doing the whole gritted teeth like, you better fucking behave right now. The entire world is watching. <laughs> and he was like, he covered her mouth with his hand and was like making oh. faces at her. <gasps> but she like, <laughs> oh she God, kept I her that. cool. I know. she was. Yeah, it was great. It made me feel better because you think, great, I'm glad that even with all the royal training they get they they still don't behave but good yeah. on her for not losing her shit because a lot of people are watching oh i'm gonna have to go so watch good. that maybe we yeah, should share I'm it on just our gonna Instagram. watch that yeah so what's yeah. on top for yeah. you guys almost uh i feel like i just don't have any winter clothes and i was like oh. why don't i have any winter clothes i've got nothing to wear i just like feel shitty and then I was like, oh, last winter I was heavily pregnant. And then the winter before I was, like, very postpartum. 
so I just what's on top for me is I just feel like I need new clothes and like I don't know need a bit of like bit of life into my wardrobe um another podcast that I listened to had a really good discussion about it they did like a whole episode on it it's how you know with mums we often are happy to buy our kids clothes but we never want to spend money on ourselves and buy ourselves Mm -hmm. clothes yeah so yeah I feel like I just need to give myself permission to be like actually you deserve to buy some new clothes because oh my gosh you haven't just had a baby and you're not pregnant for once so yeah that's quite exciting you can like reinvent yourself it is exciting yeah (laughs) yeah definitely you always wear really trendy stuff as well yeah I often see something that you're wearing and I'm like hmm I need to get one of those so oh that's nice thank you see I always think yeah you're so so fashionable and I always think there is no way I could pull that off she looks so good (laughs) yeah I know. Oh my no, gosh. I, no, 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 no. Just because you're like so, so tall and slim, and like everything just sits really nicely on you. So yeah, trendy is such a yeah, mum descriptive word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a trendy, trendy. mum. Trendy. Yeah. yeah. Aww. So, but then I just like I don't know whether to go shopping. Do you guys always online shop? Because that's all that I do. But I feel yeah, like I need to actually so. go into shops and like try things on. And yeah, I'm all about being able to try to try things on. And it is nice because you can that. make a day of it, can't you? To don't do take your kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fine. Palm my kids off and have a day. Show you all. What's on top for you, Mally? Well, um, mine was quite similar to yours, but a little bit different. I just this weekend was like clearing through all my clothes and things. And I just noticed I literally have no bras that aren't breastfeeding friendly. Uh, and and even then, they're just like the one they don't have any padding because like I just didn't like wearing padding when I was breastfeeding and my bras because they move around all the time. And mm. So I, I realized I was still wearing like thin my thin bra, like breastfeeding bras to work and things like that. No support, nothing. So I decided this weekend today that I um would go and just buy myself some actual nice bras so and I went and tried on like heaps of bras and got a few um that were just really nice and I will say my boob size has gone up a whole cup since having children and that's my like because I don't really I haven't breastfed now really for like over a month so I would and my boobs have gone down a lot so I think um I think that's your size yeah, so I was quite stoked actually. I walked out and I said to Zane, "Oh my god, I'm a 14C now because <laughs> I used to be a 12B, and in high school I was like a 10A." Oh, <laughs> so, that is so it was exciting! Quite, quite great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. I have some nice bras, which is how great. good do you feel when you have like yeah, mm. you feel so yeah. good. Not just like the skin color. No. Yeah. Well, that's it. And usually I'd just be like, oh, I'll just go to like Kmart and get one. But I just, I thought, no, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going mm. to get some bras that will last me and just, you know, are good. So. Did you get some mm. like little sexy bras? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I got, oh. I got one. Hello, baby number nice, three. And <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but I also, I'm practical. So I also, I did get like nude and black and white so that I could wear yeah. them under t-shirts and stuff because yeah. I, you know, you've got to be practical, but they are nice to look at. So Well, Zane's got a lovely few yeah. weeks planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did get a few matching underwear, which is great as well. Oh. So, Gosh, Gosh, you went all out, Marley. But really it's, I did. Are you also going to do an Insta, an Insta reel for us? <laughs> a try on? No. Yeah, please do a try on so we can see. That will not be happening, but yeah. <laughs> Good on you. I'm so pleased you went and did that because it's so easy yeah. to just be like, oh, just make do. Oh, I haven't bought a new bra since before Mila was born. So it's been wow. over three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, 
God, this needs to happen yeah. now. Yeah, good on you. Right. Catherine, what's on top with you? Um, so we started settling in at preschool with the boys last <gasps> week. Oh, oh how's, yeah. it, how's it going? Are you doing both, um, both boys? We thought we'd try both boys, but now we're just going to slimline it, streamline it, and just do Hugh mm-hmm. um, and not yeah. not do it with Hector because I'm not going back to work anytime soon. So just with Hugh. It was bloody awful, I think is the only way to describe oh. it. We kind of left saying to the teacher, where do we go from here? <laughs> because, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was just, it wasn't ideal. It was one of those situations mm. where you think it couldn't have gone much worse. So surely it can only get better. Oh. But then yeah. it, was, it was ridiculous. Hector was fine in his room. He did about he was in there for about 10 minutes. I was with Hugh. He wasn't having a bar of it. Was just screaming if I tried to leave. Um, so mm. I stayed with him. And even if I wasn't holding him, he, he'd just be screaming and hysterical. And then they brought Hector to me, covered in blood, from the room next door. And they said, oh, oh he's, he's fallen oh. over and, like, grazed the skin off the bridge of his nose. But because, like, oh. noses bleed quite a lot, there was so much blood. Um, and you're mm. like, he was in there for 10 minutes. It wasn't their fault, but I think it was just quite traumatic because then he was obviously very upset with all the blood and trying to clean it up so we cleaned him up and um, Hugh just like grabbed Hector and held him and was just crying saying I missed you so much I missed you so much (laughs) and I was like guys 10 minutes 10 minutes away from each other that was it and oh my god there's been so much time with each other in the last six months though haven't they yeah it was quite dramatic if I'm honest yeah but um quite wait quite traumatic or dramatic uh i think it was quite dramatic for them but also quite traumatic i mean i think hector was quite traumatized by the fall and hugh clearly was traumatized by i have no idea what just being away from his brother (laughs) so we just thought we'd call it call it a day and leave and then we're going back this week Mm. to do it again with just Hugh. but um i mean hopefully it's better than that I don't think you're right it can only go up it can only go it can only go up the one perk which is quite selfish of me is that um they've been really well behaved since and I think it's because they're too scared to go back (laughs) so as we were leaving Hugh said I love you so much you're the best mummy in the whole world I was like, oh, oh my gosh, he's never. I was like, he's he's never said that before. And then they've both been like the most perfectly behaved children for the past five days since we did it. Oh. So maybe it's like scared them into being better behaved. <laughs> oh. I will. Th- <laughs> I, I will never use preschool as a threat. Just FYI, but I want him to yeah. enjoy. Where he needs to go. Any tips from you guys, please? I need tips because I don't really know how to make this better. I didn't have to deal with that. I'm really lucky, but I do have a, since starting work, I have a newfound, what's the word, appreciation for parents who have to go through it. It it just must be so hard for a parent to have to drop off and go through that because I'm, I'm dreading next week already. But I need, I'm just trying to stay really positive for him and confident about it. Yeah, stay positive. Mm. I almost think sometimes when, when you talk about it too much and like hype it up too much, it can almost be a little bit worse. You, I'm, yeah, sometimes it can make the children a little bit more anxious with the lead up to it, I think. Yeah. um, Keep it cash. And yeah. like, yeah, get right. make sure you talk to the preschool about having as many um, like transition and drop off mm. visits as possible. Even if they say, "Oh, you know, like our policy is three, be like, "Well, sorry, we but my ch- we need more." Yeah, and like yeah. definitely fight for that. Well, they charge us for every settling in visit. Oh, that's right, seventy dollars per visit. <gasps> Oh 7-0. 7-0 per settling in visit. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> Hugh, you're getting one. 
You're getting one, oh, and it's then you're going. It's insane. Seventy dollars for a settling in visit. Oh my Isn't god! Isn't that insane? What the? And yeah. basically, charged me for the one the other day where Hugh never left me, and Hector did ten minutes and came back injured. They charge no, they charged me seventy per child for that. Oh yeah, <gasps> insane. But that's just, oh my wow. god, that's just standard in Perth. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I would hate to work out what that was per second, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Just take it eat like yeah. little and just take the small ones, I think. Yeah. Like next week next one will be better. And I think like you know it's not gonna be amazing. So just like lower your expectations, take the small ones and Okay. I'll I'll let you know how it goes, guys. Fingers crossed for this week. Yeah. yeah. Um Good luck. and we should probably get into this week's episode. With the incredible Jen from Backyard Travel Family. It's a yeah, great get one. ready to get um, inspired and motivated. So inspired. Every dot yeah. cut in New Zealand's going to be booked this weekend by our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do actually go and do a walk or a tramp, please, please tag us because we'd love to see. Yeah. yeah. As would Jen. Would. She'd yep. love to see it. <laughs> great. Let's get going. Okay, I'm very excited to introduce today's guest to you, the wonderful Jen Parks from Backyard Travel Family on Insta. Jen used to work in sports management before moving into, as she so wonderfully puts it, chaos management, <laughs> looking after her three gorgeous children, Nathan, Kipton, and Amelia. Jen and her husband, Ash, traveled a lot before having kids and really ticked off the pre parenting bucket list before settling down in the South Island and teaching the rest of us about all of the incredible places we have right here on our doorstep in New Zealand. Jen and her family can usually be found tramping and exploring everything New Zealand has to offer, sharing all of their knowledge about traveling and hiking with kids, as well as revealing many hidden gems. On top of everything else, right now they are also taking part in the Summit Challenge. Jen, we have about 5,000 questions for you, but we have managed to limit (laughs) it to only single digits today, so we should probably get started. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how you got started with the Backyard Travel family? Sure, Ken. Oh my God, it's so nice to be here to chat to everybody. Um, So yeah, I'm Jen, and I am based um, in rural Ashburton. And Backyard Travel Family started when I had plenty of time, so three (laughs) months into my wee daughter's life, so she's one of three. Um, So at three months old, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a website and start an Instagram and start a new business, because that's when we should do things, when we're super busy. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I guess the, the, the starter for Backyard Travel Family was, I remember going out and taking the kids on some walks. I think we were up in the Waikato prior to this, mm. and I remember going on this walk, and I just went on the dock website, and it said, oh, it's easy. And so I was like, okay. And so there's a technically like an easy tramping trail. And then we had like one kid on a backpack. I had a tiny baby on the front pack. And we were pulling up these like ropes and stuff to climb up this like little rock face <laughs> thing. And I was like, that oh. is not easy. And I was just like, how, how do we like, how am I supposed to do this? And so as we battled our way through that and was like, oh my God, I don't want to crush them if I fall. Like, oh my God, so many things. And I was like, huh, like trying to find stuff that you're like, what is actually suitable yeah. for kids yeah. is not obviously available on the doc yeah. website. Yeah. So a number of trips, and it reminds me of this one trip we did. We went to Wilshed Creek, and that's a real yes. cool hut in, on the Mount Summers yeah. track, so maybe like 45 minutes or so from Ashburton. So we did that, and Doc said it was like three hours, and so I was like, oh, sweet. It took us like two hours and a quarter. I was like, cool, okay. And then we found this other walk, so me not knowing a lot about some new places in the area, and it said like Little Mount Peel, and it said two to three hours and I went cool or seven and a half hours return later I was like so it said two hours three hours one way so I was like oh you know we did the last one in like two and a quarter um so it said three hours so I was like oh sweet we'll be fine not knowing too much about like the elevation and how all that worked yeah and so I had this (laughs) it sounds ridiculous I had me and my three kids on the top of this mountain that took us seven and a half hours return and I thought this is not exactly ideal and not what I was looking for. I, I have done oh. Little Mount Pio and it is not easy. It's not <laughs> it's little. Not no. little. It's very misleading. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I took uh, I took a new ca- a new baby carrier with a baby and then all the gear because the kids were little. I think Nathan was five and Captain just turned four. 
And so I had all this gear in the back and I was just like, oh my God, this is, but you're like, okay, we can just keep going. And we plotted away. But I think I was carrying like 30 kilos on my back and I was like, oh my <laughs> Lord, this is so Wow. Hard. And so I was like, how do we get the information to people? Like, cause everyone has to travel quite a long way to go to these trails. Yes, like, if the trail yeah. was an hour from my house to avoid the disappointment or to figure out, well, how do you know if this is good for kids and not set you up set yourself up for failure? So I guess that's kind of the place that I started. I was like, I want parents to have all the information. Like on the doc site, you're not going to find out, oh, this this track is sheltered, so it's really good. Um, like there's lots of sun protection or this is completely exposed. You're not finding out quite so much that information. For little kids, you're like, is there somewhere to go to the toilet? Like all those types of things. Yeah. And so that's kind of where a lot of the walks and stuff was kind of born. Because I was like, I want parents and people to be able to know if you're going to go. I want to know what it's like. I was like, I need more information. And so I'm now providing some more of these information based on the trails and the tracks and things that we are doing. So needed when you put it like that. It's just, yeah, very, very needed, isn't it? Oh, definitely. At least I can go and say, well, this is what it looks like. Good luck. Mm. Um, (laughs) At least least you've got some more information. You can be like, oh, this is not for us. Because I'd hate for people to get there and then just be like, turn around after half an hour after traveling all that way and being like, this is just not what I was yeah. thinking. But, and I guess with yeah. Doc, like, they're easy. It's such a massive range even in that easy, isn't it? Mm. Like, and some, it someone's totally easy is. as someone else is really hard as well. And I guess it's different as well. Like, kids will, kids will go downhill at much slower rate because they've got mm. tiny legs. And so, like, sometimes if it's, like, a downhill trail, we will travel so much faster. On the uphill, on the other hand, they don't travel, like, we would go double their pace downhill. But it's not quite that bad going up. And so just trying to work out some timing. So at least I can say, hey, my kid's this old and this is kind of how long it took us overall. And Mm. just to provide some extra information. But now, the more I've learned, I think Doc would lock their tramping tracks the trail, often it's like the trail itself is easy, as in like it's well marked, it's, you know, um, it's not necessarily about how like fitness wise or difficulty easy. And so sometimes I think that type of information isn't easily communicated. So yeah, and I guess also as we get stronger, I have to be like, well, if we would, you know, old us before we had all this experience, we would probably think this about it. And because now we're getting onto some tracks that now I'm like, anything that says it's for kids, I skip. Yeah. It's a flat walk around a lake. I'm like, oh my God, kill me now. <laughs> Give us something interesting to look at or something to climb. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess that's how you get them to do it, isn't it? By them seeing interesting things. It totally is. Like the kids, the one thing I learned is that flat is terrible okay. for them. Like even the other day, we went on, the, we went on some hikes at Mount Cook. And the flat track, they're like, oh, my God, are we there yet? Are we thing? Put them up a mountain or a hill or, like, climbing up something. They've got to concentrate. Yeah. So there's less time for whinging. They kind of figure out where all their steps go. They kind of put their head down and continue on. Whereas if it's too e- like if it's too flat and easy, that's a lot more time for whinging. Mm. Great advice. That is that's that really such is. a great tip. That yeah. right there. <laughs> and all kids love to climb. Let them do it. Yeah. Um, so Nathan is your eldest. When and how did you get started with tramping and staying in dot cuts? Well, I think that when we really started to like get going, I remember we went down to Fiordland and we, I'd seen this track called the Lake Marion track. Um, and it's kind of on, it's just a loose side off to the Milford road. And I'd seen the beautiful pictures of this Alpine lake, like way up high. And I said to the boys, I was like, I'd really like to go there. But because we've obviously, me and my husband are outnumbered. So there's obviously Mm. three kids and two adults, which meant we could carry the three-year-old and we could carry the nine-month-old, but my eldest would have to walk. Mm. So kind of geared him up and was like, oh, I really like to go here and I don't know what it's going to be like. And it might be really hard, but like, you know, can you do it? And so he climbed, but our three-year-old also walked the whole way and this track was it doesn't oh maybe a couple of hours two two to three hours it would have taken but the thing that made it quite different is that you were kind of like climbing on these big I would say it's like climbing up a riverbed of like all those kind of big Mm. fat river stone rocks those kind of flat ones but like the whole way up for two or three hours so requires a ton of concentration and they just climbed they just followed where they were going because you couldn't see around many corners so you're like I wonder what's around here oh Mm. more of that around here maybe it's 
I mean, that we always do that. Is it around the next corner? Maybe. <laughs> You're like, no, we've just started. And and they made it, to, and they both made it to the top. And then we packed our three-year-old down, kicking and screaming in a backpack because we didn't want it to take forever to hold his hands the whole way down. Yeah. And so I think that was like the first walk that he did that I was like, oh, they're really actually quite capable. Mm. And so I think that was probably the starting place for that. But in terms of dot carts, what's quite funny is that um, we didn't go and do, we didn't, I've only just started doing it as a family because Amelia has just started walking. Um, so we've done a couple of walks like with just like one adult and one kid. We've been doing these wee like mum and dad dates Aww. where we take the kids overnight. Because I know when you've got three kids, I mean, our kids are eight, five, eight, six and three. And to have the quality time, um, you kind of feel like you're spreading yourself the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we've decided that we're going to do, yeah, mum and dad dates. So our first mum date was myself and Kipton, and we went to Will Shed Creek. So just us two. He was still four. Um, so we did it in the middle of the week while um, Nathan was at school. And that was the first hut that we'd been to, like, as a little, like, wee family. Oh, that's so lovely. And it just worked out. It worked out so, so well. Fun. Mm. And they've got these really nice memories of that too, which is really awesome. Mm. We've done that one, haven't we, Catherine? Yeah, that's really yeah, yeah. yeah that was a great that wee one. walk. Yes, yeah, it's, it's lovely. And we up there. stayed in the dock hut there. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great hut. Like it's such a good family friendly. It's double glazed, guys. Yeah. Like it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's not a dock hut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one to start to like, especially those of you, like if you've got people or friends that are like, eh, not really quite so sure. You're like. The only hard bit is that you're sleeping, potentially sleeping next to strangers. Yeah. Which can be a turn off for some people, which I can totally understand. Mm-hmm. So can you talk us a bit through logistics and how you plan a trip with your family? So meal prep, route safety, um, and I guess the main thing parents worry about, which is sleep. So how do you plan and take all of those things into account? Oh, absolutely. Now, logistics, yeah, they're manic. And every time I plan for a trip, I feel like I'm doing it again for the first time. Um, I guess the most important thing to me um, is the weather. Um, It's like the number one thing that Mm. you're considering that, to make sure you've got enough gear. And since we've been taking on some more, like, alpine hikes and things like that, so that are, like, getting up close to the um, the snow level and things like that, um, the weather makes a huge difference Mm. and it can be super dangerous because you can think, like, Suddenly the temperature drops five degrees, the wind comes in, you've got kids on the edge of a mountain. You're like, eh, that's not exactly ideal. Um, but it's just about making sure that you're well prepared. So in general, I think I've got, I have a rough packing list and we always take certain things like safety equipment's really important. So mm-hmm. um, one thing I'd always recommend um, is for families to take a personal locator beacon. Okay. Um, so basically yeah. all you have to do is a lot of the times you'll go to places where you cannot use your cell phone because there's just no service Mm -hmm. um so it's a one hit button and it will call in a rescue helicopter um which is really good because it means that like if i go by myself with the kids my husband knows i will be okay Mm -hmm. because if everything turns terrible then i've got like that one safety button um and my kids know how to use it as well um one of the things i remember being on a track and someone mentioned they're like do you carry one and I was like well no and they're like well yes I know your cell phone will work here but they're like what happens if your cell phone doesn't work what happens if you hurt yourself like you've got three young kids how are you going to get them off the mountain and I was like yeah actually that's Mm -hmm. a bloody good point and especially the more trails we do um so I carry it um I carry it all the time and you can hire them from like a lot of like the mobile service stations or Mm -hmm. map pack and things like that so like it's my number one thing you just you need to take it with you unless you're going to go on a local track that you know has got service if you're going out back you know something could happen with one of your kids like can can you carry them out I couldn't carry Mm. my eight-year-old out anymore he's just too heavy so he broke an ankle we Mm. are stuck and you can't leave them there to be like hang on I'll just go a few hours away and get some cell phone Mm. service because they're too little for that so yeah safety things like that are super important but easy to mitigate when you've kind of got the tools to do so um, so that yeah. would be that for safety and making sure the kids have got the right gear. Um, you don't need anything super fancy. Like kids don't have to have hiking boots. Like running shoes are fine. Certain tracks, gum boots are fine mm. too. Um, and so things like people think that often it can be mm, like if you don't mm. have the right thing, you can't go. But in general, as long as they've got a waterproof rain jacket, some nice and warm layers, for young ones that are still going to fall over everywhere, waterproof yeah. overalls. 
um, like those. It's a good idea. They, uh, yeah. Oh, so good. Because it means if they fall over or they fall in puddles, you just carry on. You laugh yeah. it off and go, well, they're not going to get wet. Go for it. Mm. Like I encourage them if they've got yeah. the right gum boots or if they've got hiking boots that are waterproof, like jump in the puddles. <laughs> Be fun. Maybe do it on the yeah. way home as on the way <laughs> yeah. up, perhaps. But always like let them do those things because that's the fun. And I remember Nathan, like he lost his shizzle one day. He got hiking boots. He was all very excited. And we had to cross this little, like it was basically a puddle. It was a puddle up to my calves and he wouldn't walk through it. And he like, and so I just left him on the side and was like, you have to cross. And by the time we got to the end, um, he was like, oh, I actually can do these mm. things. And you're like, yes, yeah. you can just be fun. Yeah, and I fell in a I fell in a puddle yeah. with him, and then he thought that was really funny, and um, yeah, you just gotta yeah. you just gotta have some fun. So the right yeah right gear oh. is important, mm. and always having a yeah. hat and all those types of things. Mum stuff that you usually take, but yeah. just make sure you've got all those things. And yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so sorry, but my <laughs> kids sleep really well. <laughs> um, now your your kids are smaller than mine, um, but when they start walking. Yeah, you just wear them yeah, out. Yeah, true. Like the kids will sleep. Like mm. if you've walked for like three or four hours, mm. they're yeah. naked. Yeah, they'll sleep. Um, but things like having some things from home that perhaps if they've got a snuggly or um, my daughter actually yeah. still uses white noise, mm-hmm. and so depending on um, where we are, sometimes I'll put the white noise on to like help her lull her off to sleep, mm-hmm. and then yeah. just turn it off. I take a wee battery pack for my phone um, and if other people are in the hut then I'll like turn it off a little bit like before most adults go to bed and things like that um, but let them like letting them have some ownership of it too like the boys will go and pack their little packing cube full of all the gear they need and they pack they've got their own little sleeping bag they got their own for Christmas this, like this past year Aww. and so they've got their sleeping bags and they've got their own things and they've got their own little packs and things now because I was like, they can do with that because yes. I need them to carry yeah. their stuff. <laughs> so they are self-sufficient now at six and eight. They can wow. carry all their Gosh, own that's gear. so good. Right. so good. Um, it is. But they want. They often yep. want to. And they'll want to when they're an age when they can't. Mm. So like oh, yeah. three, they're going to be like, I want to carry stuff. And you're like, you can't even walk <laughs> yeah. And so... So I just got them a little bag with... Um, and put a little water bladder. So they just mm. carried their water. Half mm-hmm. of it, like a half a kilo, or, you know, half a liter of water. They feel like they're all big kids, and then eventually they're like, "Oh, I can take my lunch and and things like that." So getting them to take ownership of their own stuff makes them kind of mm. feel a bit part of the journey, and they yeah. have their own things. My eldest is sometimes he's eight now, and every now and then he's just like, "Oh, I don't really want to go," but he got a, he got a new pack for Christmas, and so now he's like, "Oh, I've got my own pack, and it's got a." a like a harness that's a bit more like an adult it looks like an adult pack but smaller Mm. and so like he just feels like a big kid now so sometimes sometimes a new little jacket or some shoes or something extra motivation oh yeah new things definitely and how did you do it before they were carrying because whenever I'm thinking about when I've gone tramping with just friends I feel like our packs are huge and so heavy and that's just like sleep stuff for us and food for us how how on earth do you do it with when you're carrying for five? Well, that's that's the issue that I've had, which is probably why in the last we've only really started going in the last mm. six months or maybe yeah, maybe six months we've started because even with you're like there's my husband and myself. I was like my husband would have to carry gear for like five people while yeah. I carry yeah. the little one. Mm. So um. So if you've got a bigger family, one, if you've got friends who don't have kids. <laughs> what a treat them. of a weekend for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grandparents or friends that want to come that could help carry some stuff, especially if you've got to carry babies. Mm. If you've got really young ones that you could put on the front, then obviously mm. you can put a pack on the back. Yeah. And that balances out not too bad. You become so strong <laughs> you when you carry yeah. a baby. Well, I actually think that she, like Amelia, because she would be 20 kilos now. So she's three and a half. And I think when we went, someone said, what type of training have you done? Because we've just taken the kids, Bahur, um, on the route burn. And so we had to carry these like decent packs for three days. And I was like, oh, I didn't do any training. <laughs> and I was like, my pack, I was like, it's easier to carry a pack that's 20 kilos that doesn't yes. wiggle than yeah. it is, to, ca- than it is to carry a three-year-old. So just keep carrying them because you will be so yeah. strong. Yeah. It's when they start eating their lunch off your head. And <laughs> you think, nah. <laughs> Oh, that's always good. Hey, don't say that you didn't eat your food that you dropped on your baby. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, All the true. time. <laughs> it's yeah, just it payback. Is. What comes around goes around, right? So true. <laughs> so, yeah. 
so back to that question um we have only just started taking the yeah. kids so as in terms of big full families we just didn't have mm. the capacity to carry all of their gear and the biggest actually comes with sleeping bags mm. because they can be quite bulky unfortunately the smaller the sleeping bag the more expensive the sleeping bag ah, yeah so mm. that's always a bit of a pain and they can be quite expensive so in terms of that i was like just hold fire or take one. I can carry enough gear for myself and another and having the little one to walk mm-hmm. or take mm-hmm. them when they're super young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. Yeah. Good. That's great advice. Yeah. Mm. I've always wondered about those logistics and how you do yeah. it. You've also gone, yeah. my kids are in that range where she said, just wait. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. I've got another year to plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've seen, Jen, that your favourite track in New Zealand is the Mueller Hut um, in the South Island which is near Mount Cook isn't it? Oh yes. Did you, have you done it with the kids? Like did you take Amelia up there or would you say it's just better for, I've actually done part of it and the part that I did was really hard. I can't even. Did you do the stairs? Yeah. Yeah. I love those stairs. Oh my gosh. Is this that like red? Yeah. yeah. We've got a paint, we've got the picture of it in our house actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, so I have done that twice um, with kids. I oh. took Kippy on an overnight date. So he was, that was a year ago. So he must have been five. Oh and my so that God. was the first time that we did it. Yeah, amazing. absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, um, it's, oh, that was him. Now, Kippy is very Edmund Hillary obsessed. He's got a couple of those. Oh. They've got some nice books. And so at the top, of, just above Mueller Hut, is Mount Olivia. And that is... Sir Edmund Hillary's first summit so the first mountain he said like he climbed and did that cool. obviously there were probably not the stairs in place back then no. yeah. <laughs> but right up there so he was like oh I really want to go and do that and I was like okay let's go and um, so I took him the first time and then and that trip was amazing just it's easily the best trip I have ever done we had the most amazing weather and the like the best views it was just so awesome yeah that was actually yeah April school holidays last year cool and then um, and then we've just taken Amelia, so she's three and a half, and so that would have been about over eleven hundred meters in elevation, which is a lot. Mm, yeah, I, I know that that is a lot. Yeah, and so we um, have been taking part of the summit challenge this year. So they raise money for the Himalayan Trust um, that helps um, communities um, in Nepal. Um, so it's continuing on Sir Ben Hillary's legacy and helping those um, in the remote regions up there. So um, we jumped on board that. So the very first day of March, um, we tracked on up and Amelia did amazing actually. And there are a couple of reasons why she did well. Not because she's superhuman. Um, <laughs> she is just a little girl and it's not because I train her either because you can't train a three-year-old yeah. like, to hike no. and to walk. God, um, no. So she is just your standard little human watching other kids do stuff and wanting to be a big kid too. So we, uh, we, t- we left relatively early in the morning. I think we started the track about half past seven, um, mm-hmm. I think, in the morning. And Nathan, so he's my eldest, he was her absolute hype guy, like oh, up going. Oh they went, they went up the mountain. So the first, the first bit, you're right, those stairs, um, twenty two hundred stairs. So you climb six hundred meters in elevation, and it's quite good because you get up quickly. Yeah. And there are some like concreted stairs, um, and they're re- and they're pretty well like trodden. So it's not like climbing up lots of like scrambly rocks and things. So it makes it easier and faster. But he just sat there the whole time going, you've got this, Amelia. Put your hand up there. Yep, you can do it. Oh, look, we're, we're ahead of mummy. Shall we keep going? We'll beat her to the top. And he absolutely hyped her the whole way up that side. And I am so thankful because I did nothing. Oh, <laughs> nothing what a legend. He, so he did really well there. And he hadn't been up bef- he hadn't been up to Mueller Hut before, but we have done the stairs a couple of times. So um, they knew that they could do it. And we took some pictures at a halfway point. And then we made it to Sealy Tons, which is kind of like half, a bit less than halfway. And the next bit was tough. And so you were climbing up um, like switchback trails and climbing up scree and boulders. So you think all that shingly stuff where you stand on it, but then you slip back and things like that. So, which is, it's a lot, it takes a lot of concentration. Mm. Um, So at one stage, what we did was, because she was having to put her hands down and like climb on rocks and things like that. We actually put gloves on them because every time she said, oh, that rock was sharp or things like that. So we actually put gloves on her so that she didn't have to worry about that to help protect her hands. So good tip if you've got little ones um, that are always climbing on stuff um ski gloves oh yeah <laughs> oh, um, great. yeah 
they've worked really well for us. Um, and she had some moments like she she had a good cry and was just like, "Mummy, I don't want to go. I don't think I can do it." And then we just went back and we took a rest and we gave ourselves plenty of time because I was like, "Well, this took us with Captain and I. It took us a bit over four hours, which to be fair, pretty mm. good pace." Um, and this one all together with our stops, I think it took us six and a half hours. And but we left so that we had enough time because yeah. at worst comes to worst, we'll be like, "We'll just sit." We'll just sit and wait until our legs have recovered. It's like getting to the top of any like any climb. You get there and you're like, oh, and when you finally kind of like your muscles get over it, you're like, that wasn't so mm, bad. Yeah. Like, could yeah. I have kept going? And the next time you start again, you're like, oh, my God, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <That's hard." laughs> but if you give yourself enough time and you know, like we stay super positive with her and still be like, yep, we know that this is hard. And they're like, what, what do we tell everybody? You know, she's like, I know I can do it. And like, of course you can be like you let us know when you're ready to go again and so she'd do a few more and we we try not to do the whole like treat thing quite so much um this time on the trip we did never reveal your treats don't ever reveal that you've got them because they'll want them in the first five minutes wait till it's absolute breaking point because you can because you might not even need them yeah true. Um, but on this trip we did we're all like okay well how about if you go up to this like this big rock (gasps) I've got something for you. And she made it. And then she's like, oh. And they were so stoked because lollies aren't a thing in our household at all. And so I was like, I'm going to bring some because, you know, that's something super exciting for them. Yeah. And so they were like, that's so cool. And then they're like, oh. And they were like, I got a red one. And so for ages, I swear, they talked and they sucked on this, like, it was a like a jube lolly or whatever it was. <laughs> and it took them like 20 minutes. They were so stoked <laughs> with life. And so, yeah. And we just we just took little rests. And we made it a little way and we're like, right, where should we go to? And she's like, maybe that rock. And I'm like, okay, we'll go there and then check that out. And and she made it oh. slowly. But you just can't, you can't stress because yeah. they will absolutely, they feel the fear <laughs> that you have. And we just got to the stage where like, they're like, well, you can, we can go back if you want, but it's going to be closer if we go to the mm-hmm. hut. Yeah. Like, well, how close? And I have this, I don't know whether you've seen it on Instagram, but this cute cute video of her when she finally sees yes, the hut. Yes, yeah. Such and, a good video. Oh, it's all the feels and you just like all of us, they're like, oh my God, we're fucking <laughs> see where we're going. The end is in sight. Oh. And that was just like, that for me was just the yeah. best. And she was so stoked. And then just, ro- and when we finally got there, she just rocked around like, I made it. Yeah, she didn't know? look tired Aww. at all in that video. <laughs> Oh, you can get a lot of excitement and be like, there it is. There's, there's the bar. Where's my drink? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that's so great to hear that it's just, yeah, a bit of motivation. They, they really can do it, can't they? They absolutely can. And I mean, my disclaimer for that walk in particular is that if the weather isn't right, it's definitely a no-go. Okay. Yeah. Um, because you are, up, you are up quite high. And I was like, yeah, of course my three-year-old did it. But just there's, there's a nice caveat around that. Always make sure you go and talk to the people at the um, Mount Cook Visitor Centre. They know what the weather's like up there. It's only to be done in the summertime because it's an, it's an avalanche region, okay. <laughs> um, oh, especially gosh. in winter and things like that. And the weather can be hugely changeable. So we sit we sit and watch the weather, especially if you're up that high. So just make sure you you talk to the right people, see what they say. Um, but in terms of like actual physical ability, I mean, if it had taken us 12 hours, we had enough time, we had a TED torch, we were like, we just, we planned to be in there for the long mm-hmm. haul. You guys, yeah. I feel really um, slack because my partner constantly says, like, let's go out and do a hike and stuff. And he, or he'll say, let's go walk Victoria Park. And I say to him, no, she can't do that. <laughs> and she's three, but she actually could. She's just such a whinger. <laughs> so maybe I need to take some of these tips and make it more exciting for her to do it absolutely and I think the whinging comes like all kids whinge like my kids will still whinge yeah. and I just yeah. I mean my eldest there's been times when I've been climbing up a mountain I he's like I'm not going and I'm like okay cool you stay here yeah. I think it's about three or four hours to we get back so I'll let you know <laughs> um, I mean to be fair the, sta- the standoff sometimes has been quite lengthy <laughs> I just keep walking and I'm like and um, but they, they come around eventually, um, but with yeah. the little ones, like my voice is, I think, with Amelia recently, she did a walk with us on the weekend, and I think she was feeling a bit tired. She's got a wee cough, so I was like, eh. She's been tested, but just normal kid cough. But yeah. I just distracted her. Like, we did this one yeah. walk, and again, I didn't know whether she could, like, she climbed up all these stairs, and we walked uphill for an hour, and our biggest mm-hmm. discussion was, 
So if mummy fell down there, what would you do? What if she couldn't talk to you? We had a big, mm. massive safety discussion, and we played all these oh. hypotheticals, mm. and they talked about... And one of the things is they some that's information for them, especially because I often hike without my husband. Um, mm. It's just me and the kids. Like, what would you do? And so then they're like, well, what if it was cold? They're like, we'd have to find shelter. And be like, well, where would you find shelter around here? And what if you were hungry or thirsty? Where would you get water? And they know that you should try and drink water from the rushing parts of the stream and not the nice pondy bits at the bottom. And so they've learned, yeah. like, we talk about those things. So we talk about stories. We play the, oh, do you know that mummy went to Africa? Oh, what's in Africa? And we, like, if you get them talking and distract them. Yeah. Like, you just interrupt their whinging with questions and things like that, and then they've got no time to whinge, and it's much yeah. much better mentally for all of you. Yeah, mm, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. Probably the same with adults. <laughs> when you're having a oh, good yarn, totally. you don't even realise how far you've walked, do you? <laughs> well, I have one I have one walk in Monica that I was like, it's real easy, and someone's like, it's not. And I was like, well, I was with someone, and we don't usually travel with people, so it's just usually me and the kids, and I can concentrate more. I was like, maybe it is harder than yeah. I thought. I just... Yeah, I was having such a good time yakking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, how much input do your children have into your adventures? Um, do they have their own New Zealand bucket list for things they want to do? Um, I've started to show them a few more things. Sometimes I like to just put a feeder out there and be like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this. And they're like, well, where is that? Oh, that looks cool. And I'm like, so I like, I completely plant the seed for things that I'd like to do. <laughs> And just be like, oh, but it's pretty much like only for like older kids or stuff. And they're like, well, how old? And I was like, well, like, could you do it? Maybe. Um, so I've been showing them some things on Instagram. <laughs> and I show them pictures of the stuff because sometimes if they can see that there's something really cool and it's definitely worth going, then they're like, oh, I want to see that or I want to stand up on that mountain. That'd be really awesome. Um, they can't Google yet. <laughs> So um, a lot of it is obviously led by us, but often we'll get them through and they'll, they'll pick up those um, nice like AA maps with all those, like they'll, they'll look on the maps and find things and be like, well, what's that? And, oh, I've seen a picture. Or I try and get their input and I try and get their buy-in um, uh-huh. recently. I must sound like my eight-year-old really hates to hike. He's just a slow starter. Once okay. he's going, he's actually really, he's, he's great and he's going, but just ignore him for the first 40 minutes. You know, like... <laughs> As your muscles are warming up, you know, when you start to walk up a mountain, you're like, man, this is hard work. But an hour or two later, it's not quite so bad. Yeah. He's a bit like that. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I plant the seed a little bit. Maybe that's because it's for my own – it's so good for my own mental health. Like, I need the endorphins yeah. that you mm. get, you know. You need the high and that feeling of accomplishment because then I can say I feel like I've done something well today. I climbed a big mountain and I can praise myself. Because we don't get praised yeah. so much in motherhood. There's not your kids aren't turning around being like, "Great job, period." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely dinner. <laughs> oh my gosh, if only. I know. And so, <laughs> like, when you do something good and you feel good like that, I'm like, I just need endorphins to cope with life. Mm. And so, um, yeah. So sometimes I've just, I think I said to Nathan, I was like, "Oh, I've seen this one. It looks real cool." Oh, but I know you don't want to do hard, hard hikes. And he's like, "Yeah." And then like a day later, he's like, "Well, maybe I could do that one with you, Mum." Oh. And I was like. Okay. He loves me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that just the age? So many friends have said to me, like, when they hit seven or eight, you definitely get a lull in enthusiasm. Eight. I I read somewhere that they said that eight was the hardest age to parent. Um, I agree. It is tough, man. Oh, Oh, take the babies. Take the babies (laughs) all day. They will. You just drag food in front of them. (laughs) When they get old enough that they yeah. think, true, yeah. I mean, like, we, we all have our ups and downs. And, I mean, I love them all very dearly. But some days, mm-hmm. some days it's not quite so fun. No. But yes, eight. Eight is so tough. If you've so, got an eight-year-old. Some, some days you have oh, favorites. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a favorite overall. But there is definitely always a kid of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just you keep it to yourself, uh. don't we? <laughs> Oh, we totally do. (laughs) As I say, what would be your top three starter adventures for us to take our kids on that you think would get them, you know, get that excitement, that buzz for them into hiking? Well, I was thinking about this because I was like, well, you guys are Christchurch based. Yes. Um, I love Washpin Falls. Oh, that's a good one. I love Washpin Falls because there is some good, like, little bit of uphill scramble and climbing. There's little things to find along the way. There's a waterfall. There's a view. You can, like, go play in the little stream in the river. There's lots to do on that walk. And it's a loop. 
as opposed to an up and back. Oh, yeah. I love mm. loops. Mm. Um, so I love that one because it's quite just like there's lots of things to distract the kids with. Um, that one for that. Um, if you're going to do an overnight, then Wilshed Creek is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing ones to huts are good, especially if they can't walk that far. Like Amelia could not have done Mueller and back in a day. No way on the planet. Mm. But she yeah. could do both um, mm-hmm. there and back. Um, the Hooker Hut mm. is a really good little overnight one. So that's on the Hooker Valley track, um, which is a flat walk, um, but it's about two-thirds of the way down. And I think it took us maybe an hour. Oh, it'd be about an hour. We um, I went, actually went with some friends who and met some people I'd never met before, and we walked in, and they had their two-year-old who walked into the Hooker Hut. Wow. And that was in about wow. an hour and a half. Um, so like that's a really it's a really good little flat mostly flat walk um, and it's, it's a really good starter one mm-hmm. um, you do have to make sure you get in and book if you've got young kids like now go during the week that would be like my biggest thing school oh, is the yeah. worst school means you can only do weekends yeah. when you've got wee ones that are under five you will be able to get into like all these good little huts that are just booked solid for weekends mm, so, um, so take some little um midweek adventures mm-hmm. i'm thinking of doing that with amelia actually because i was like you know we can go on some nice. adventures together so that's a good one and i guess it just depends on where you are in the country like everywhere there are lots of good little walks like over on the west coast um you can go down to the hokitika gorge with that beautiful like bluey green water um oh, yeah. i've got some big swing bridges to cross which are fun um or there's this really cool um place just past shanty a uh, shanty town near Greymouth, um and this is called like the woods creek walk and I remember doing that when the kids were really little. And it's only about a kilometre or so, um, but it goes a- along where all the um, the old, like, gold mines things were, and there's, like, tunnels to go through and little bridges oh, to cross. Wow. And it still took us cool. about an hour to do one kilometre, which that's obviously not very long. But by the time you're, like, looking around, the bush is beautiful. And so, like, again, anything that will keep the kids entertained. Um, mm. Love the little ones that are good mm. um, would be, like, in Arthur's Pass, there's Devil's Punch Bowl Falls. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And so that is probably like an hour return. Mm-hmm. And so like good little ones. But whatever you do when you start with the kids, you've got a, a couple of things would be always go in with a positive attitude because they will just feed off your fear. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause on, like if you're doing a yeah. short lot, what's the worst that can happen? They get dirty, have a change of clothes. Yeah. They get hungry, you feed yeah. them. They yeah. whinge, you sit down and tantrum with them or whatever it may be. You can always stop. Yeah. Um, I guess our kind of things are like, how can we make it happen as opposed to like, have some backup plans, but like just, you can make anything work. Just live yourself plenty of time and then there's no excuses for the kids not to make it. And to be fair, if everything turns mm. to crap, just pack up and go. Mm. Bail. Be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. look, look at the time. It's uh, time to go. Let's turn around. Don't don't let them think it's yeah. because they failed. Just be like, it's just yeah. not going to work for us today. But you just have to be really chill. Yeah. Just go with it. That's, that is such great advice. Mm. Fair, I think that's great advice for all aspects of parenting. <laughs> yeah. And the more kids you have, the more chill you are. Because ah, you just learned okay. that at the end of the... Well, I think so. Yeah. Everyone often hears where they've got two. They're like, oh my God, how do you go to, how do you go to three kids? Yeah. Well, quite easily because your first kid also becomes a really great helper. Ah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first one parents, the rest of them. You just need the first one to be great then, don't you? <laughs> you do. Put a lot of effort in at the beginning and then you're all good after that. But it, but it becomes a lot easier because you lower your expectations. And the, when you've got the first kid, you're trying to be the best mum because you're all, you're not going to be that mum like on the TV or like so-and-so. And you spend so much effort trying to like get it all right. Second one comes and you're like, good Lord, how do we make this work? The third one comes and you're just like, no one's looking at me wandering around with my three kids. Who no. gives a shit? Yes, You just make it. things. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Mother Hearts. Just, yeah, make things happen. Nobody cares what I look like at, at the pool with me and three kids. Who cares? Mm. If, if someone's going to be looking at me and my three kids, well, then good on you. So mm. I was like, no one's going to notice. Like, just you become a lot more chill the more kids you have. I understand why people say if you've got four or more, it's actually easier. Oh. You just have really low expectations. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, think how much you could carry up if you had four or five of them as well. Just train them up. They're like Sherpas. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Not that I'm going to have any more babies, mind you. I think I'm, I think I'm good with these three. 
You've already given us some um, great tips, Jen, but do you have any more for people who are wanting to start out but might be a little bit hesitant, a.k.a. us three? <laughs> well, I'd say do your research. Um, so find out mm-hmm. information. Talk to like friends and family or people that you trust that have done things like that. Mm. Come say hi. People mm. always will DM me mm. and be like, so I've got like a three and a five-year-old. I was thinking about doing this. And so I'm also very... I'm also very careful to be like, I know that our kids are used to doing big stuff. And I know mm. not, not every kid can be pushed, uh, perhaps as much as ours sometimes. But I think the thing is to find people that are like you and see what they've done and have a look and do lots of research. Make sure you make sure you check the weather. Choose yeah. a good day. Yeah. Or if, you, or if yeah. you decide to choose a day that you know is a muddy track, then just pack well. Mm. You know, mm. like jumping in the mud and getting all covered and stuff just bring towels and changes the clothes and like that's so fun they remember stuff like that um it's yeah. definitely about mm. making memories i think um but don't don't feel like you've got to have lots of things just if you need to borrow if you don't have a pack like don't spend 500 bucks on a pack go borrow one off a friend or mm. hire one or um do things like that because mm. You might decide that that's the one and only time that you're going to do that. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, just just definitely just do lots of research and just um, yeah, take advice and take people that have done things mm-hmm. like that before. There's a few tracks that I've got my eye on yeah. that I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I have the mountaineering skills maybe to do that or the navigation skills. So now I'm like, okay, let's find someone that's either done the track or has got those skills, so then they can teach me. Mm. And so then yeah. I know that I'm going to keep myself safe because. My worst thing would be being that idiot that does something stupid and ends up on the paper being like, why did they do that? <laughs> worst fear. <laughs> do you have, um, just out of interest, do you have something that you picture for the future with your kids that you'd really, really love to do with them? Have you got one thing that is like your end goal or something you really are working oh. towards, whether it's in New Zealand or elsewhere? That's a really... That's a good question. If you ask Kippy, he really wants to go and see Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. So, cool. um, which is funny because um, we went to Everest Base Camp. Ash and I was our last trip before we had kids. Oh. So I thought that was quite interesting. And so, although I did see a family, if you ever follow Clan Wanda on Instagram, they took, they had a, oh, I'm sure maybe five and seven. They walked um, to Everest Base Camp. They did it with really young kids, but they actually got locked down in Nepal during like COVID lockdown oh. and just li- lived there up in the mountains. Insane. Oh my god! Oh my goodness. So Clan Wander they are. They have got an amazing story and I think a four part blog on it. And I'm just like, well, maybe it could be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Now, funny, funny wow. enough, that trip in itself, the 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 hike itself isn't too difficult. Um, it's just like. Because everyone thinks, you know, it's really high altitude. But really, just I'd almost think of it like, well, it's like New Zealand, like, ha- hikes and things, just lifted a lot higher. Mm. Um, but the, the, obviously, the issue mm. there is altitude sickness, which is a real huge, a, a real huge thing, because people die of altitude sickness. Yeah. So, yeah. a yeah, slight concern. But I think Kippy would say that. I kind of would like to take him there to be able to, 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 be able to see it. It's just it's one of those things he's always mm. been a bit obsessed with. And I uh-huh. just think seeing the kids see their dream out, but... But I guess uh, the wow. biggest thing that's probably on our list for the next so many years is I want to take the kids out of, I want to take them out for a full year of travel. Oh. So we'll do like oh. a year or so to travel the world. So it's been on my, ever since I said I was going to have kids, it's been on my thing. I'm going to take them mm. out before they end up going to high school. So whether COVID yeah. has put a spanner in the works, I don't know. Yeah. But in theory, that was meant to be 2024 or 2025, but mm-hmm. we will just, yeah, watch this space. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait to keep an eye on your Instagram page if you do that. Yeah. A year would never be enough, yeah. but it would be a good t- it yeah. would be a good place to start. There's so much of the world still to see. Give them that travel bug ready That's for so when lovely. they're older too. Going travelling for a year, I'm sure they'll learn <laughs> far more travelling for a year with you than they would do at school in that year. No disrespect to schools mm-hmm. or teachers. But well, you're all teachers. I know. <laughs> so. yeah, we, are. we can say firsthand they will learn more travelling. <laughs> I haven't told the yeah. school yet. <laughs> we've, got a few years, we've got a few years to go yet. Um, so we like to finish all of our episodes by asking our guests, what is one thing that you couldn't live without as a parent? And obviously... 
You with your your travel um, page on Instagram. Is there something traveling related? Oh, I think the one thing that's really helped, especially from a young age, was I when I especially when the babies were younger. I couldn't live without my soft shell carrier, my Ergo baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've all got one of those. Because <laughs> no matter what, you can always strap them on. Yeah. And that that was probably the one thing that gave me the ability to go out and start doing mm-hmm. these hikes and strap them on and carry on. Um, mm-hmm. Sleep-related, though, white noise, man. Mm. Oh, the way to go. I still use it when I want to block yeah. the kids out when I want to have a nap. Oh, genius. Yeah. So good. Yeah, Great thank advice. you so much for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Keep us all going for the next um, <laughs> few years until we uh, <laughs> yes. until we make it up onto the mountains ourselves. Doesn't have to be long, ladies. No, no, this is true. No. See you up there next week. <laughs> You're right. Game on. <laughs> I feel very inspired yes. to just even like next weekend just make an effort to get out and do like do something and let my daughter actually you know just tell her that she can mm. do it and doing things Absolutely. doing things that you find hard always <sighs> makes you like you know, i mm. finally did it i took them camping <gasps> by myself mm. oh my god i did it okay well what else can i do mm. just throw yourself in and when you know that you can do it then you're like oh yeah. well, damn now i've got no <laughs> feeling inspired <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us. I've absolutely loved talking to you. This has been so So fun. fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, If you did, you would really appreciate it if you could like or subscribe um, wherever you listen. And you can also find us on Instagram at parentpod.nz. We hope you have a great week. See you next week. Bye.